I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I can't tell you all the tips and tricks today. (laughs) (laughs) No. Sorry, before we start the podcast, if you're a regular listener and you're enjoying the content, please, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. These really help us to keep going with the content and it'll cost you absolutely nothing. Welcome to the next episode of the Get In Our Home series. This series is designed to help home builders, homeowners and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals, but also homeowners themselves. My name is Peter Kilmartin, and in this episode, we travel to County Mead to meet Paddy from Daly's Construction. This is another episode, a part of our professional series, where we talk to industry professionals about their area of expertise, and we ask all the common questions so you don't have to. In this episode, we dive deep into the world of ICF construction. ICF construction is a relatively new building method that is becoming more and more popular. This is a really valuable episode for anyone interested in ICF construction or considering going down the ICF route. Don't forget that you can also see Paddy and all the other homes we filmed on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel. I would definitely recommend going to see Paddy's episode as we actually filmed Paddy's own home being poured. So I suppose you could say he definitely practices what he preaches. I started by asking Paddy to give us an intro and a bit of a background on how he got into ICF construction. Um, as you know, I've primarily my main business is ICF contracting. It wasn't always that. Back in 2015, I was in DID college. Uh, studying construction management. I left that then and then I went and I started off into ICF. I started off under um, a man up in Dunlear. He was doing uh, a project for Cisc Living. Okay, there was 88 units in that and that's where I, that was where I learned to trade, so to speak. So your background wouldn't have necessarily been ICF construction, you kind of fell into it. Nearly exactly, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in saying that, no one's background is ICF construction because it's so new. Yeah. But with that said, it's here in Ireland over 14 years now at this stage. Yeah. Amvic Ireland, up in Blanchestown, they used to be based in Nace, then they moved to Blanchestown, and that's where this product is now made. And that's what primarily what we installed. And like, in. when you look back there, Paddy, can you see, could you see then like how big it would come? Like, could you see the potential in it? That's why I switched everything over to that, yeah, exactly, exactly. So back about two years ago, there was, this was, we done a survey, as you know, in the Facebook group, Self-Building Renovations Ireland, that I co-own. Uh, we done a survey and it was coming in around 5% people were using ICF. We done it again about six months ago, just gone, and it's up to now 17%. So that is, and it mightn't sound big, but oh, it's actually huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. In the massive. overall scheme of things, it's massive. 
And do you think that it's only going to get bigger? Do you think that the popularity is going to go up? Or do you think there's, that, there's still that um, focus on the traditional block build and, and the love for the traditional block build? Especially in Ireland, people can be very traditional, you know? They can be, until they're kind of, I think, until their hand is nearly forced. It seems to be people are finding it very hard to get block players nowadays. You know what I mean? The love of this is the speed of construction, you know? The big bonuses to ICF is it takes in the three main elements to a low energy house. That being insulation, air tightness and thermal bridging. And that has all combined into one go and it takes away the responsibility from the homeowner once installed and installed correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so like if we just start off really basically and for those people that might be listening and might have never even thought about an ICF house and they might have only been like, well, from my father built a block house, yeah. my father before him built a block house, aren't blocks perfect, yeah. people might have never even considered it. What is ICF construction? Just give me a basic definition. So the basic way is ICF stands for Insulated Concrete Formwork, okay? And concrete formwork would be known as shuttering pans where you pour the concrete down below down into the so middle. So it's literally like building timber boxes and pouring the concrete in the middle. Yeah, and they're, they're actually coming steel pans, but yes, that's pre pretty much it, timber as well, okay? Now, when we say insulated concrete formwork, that means that we're insulating it, all right? So it's blocks of insulation that are 1.2 meters long, they're 300 wide, and they're 400 deep. They have 75 mil insulation outside, inside. Now, that was the old block. That was a 0.19 U value. We have a new block here today, and that gives us 0.15 U value which is NZEB compliant. And NZEB are the regulations that you need to meet, okay? So in basic terms, a lot of people know it as building Lego. And it is, the easy part for us is just building it. But it's all the little things that come in between that, you know what I mean? The structural side, over openings, how to prop it, brace it correctly, how to make sure, I've seen before, people will make sure the concrete is not too wet because they're afraid. The wetter concrete is, the more pressure it gives. Right? to make sure it's not too wet to slump it as the terminology is to keep the slump more drier but that's actually a bad thing because you're not getting the flow of the concrete correctly going through it which you see here today you'll be able to see the flow of the concrete move, move through the forms themselves so, yeah so, so like um, bringing it back like so essentially it's it's poured concrete that's insulated on either side and um, Tell me a little bit about the, the flooring then, or, or, or wraps, or what would be common then for ICF? So you have two options to come off, okay? We have our normal standard strip foundation, and we can build our ICF off that. We will stop at a finished floor level, and then we'll pour the concrete in between. The subfloor then is then installed, okay? Or we can come off, now what's starting to catch on is uh, the insulated raft. Same principle, your insulated raft is installed and then we build off the raft just the same like you would block work. So what would be the benefits of that? Of which? Insulated raft. Is that it's all complete in one go. Your insulation properties are taken in, your floor is complete, you have a finished floor, you're done and dusted. You, have no, you don't have to go and install your insulation afterwards, liquid screed, it takes away from your strip foundations. There is pros and cons to both options. And what if somebody had, um, sorry this is kind of diverse, but what if somebody had underfloor heating, would they have to put that in really early? You can, yeah, you can put that in pre-pour pre, uh, pre into the insulated raft. Wow. Yeah, and that's it, and you pour and you're finished. And a tip about that is always, when your underfloor heating is installed, always have it pressurized, air pressurized, and have a gauge on it, just for when the installing of the concrete's going on, that you know there's no pinch after happening any underfloor, because this, by the time you're commissioning this system, it'll be 10 months down the line. You know what I mean? Fair so that takes, down, like, yeah, you, do, you can't, you don't want to leak then, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You're having to go, can go up a floor, having to find it and detect where the leak is. 
So it just pressurises the system for And that. is there lots of suppliers in Ireland at the moment for the ICF blocks or who, who are the main players? So the main players would be Anvic Ireland. They're the longest leading install or manufacturer of ICF block in Ireland. And they first brought it to Ireland 14 years ago. And that was just when times were after collapsing. And they held on in fairness to them and came through the tough times and here they are today, busier than ever. Really? Yeah. 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 And uh, I believe ICF building as well is used in a lot of commercial development too. It is. Why yeah. is that? Why is it using commercial? Yeah. Because again, it's your insulating properties are all taken into account from the world go, you know what I mean? It's a cost as well is playing a huge factor in it. You compare costs with say block work or a timber frame, it's, it's there thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, so say somebody's about to, if they're, they're about to build a house and they're looking at a block build, yeah. what is the cost difference between the two? Like, is, is there much in it at the end of the day when you factor in everything and all the different trades that have to be eliminated from ICF? When we're comparing which build methods? Say block to ICF. Right, block to ICF. My honest opinion, in today's market, with the way prices have gone, much and much less. I would be surprised if, block, if ICF was even coming in there because of the PIR insulation, just using block work, it's gone through the roof, absolutely through the roof, and it's hard to get nowadays. It did a long lead time on it. Whereas this, if I print an order today, I'll have it two days later. Wow, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the concrete that's poured in the middle of it, Paddy, can, can any um, concrete company provide that or is it specialised? They can, but what you want to be making sure now, and this, this goes for a lot of people that are trying to maybe install ICF themselves, which I don't recommend, by the way, right. because they do find it is Lego and it clicks together. It can be done if you have some construction experience. But with saying that, you want to be using small chip. Your standard concrete would be 35 and 20. You could be using for floors and that. But you want to be using 35 and 10. Wow, okay. Yeah, and it's, again, that's... that's to get into smaller places. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that helps go around the corners in your ICF. And it just flows through because it is a tight space. When you start putting in rebar and all and you have your webs, things start to form and get smaller and smaller. So it's better. And... Uh, the, the concrete itself um, is a specialised pump and stuff required. Like, how does it get into all the little air gaps and how do you eliminate that to make sure that it's completely solid throughout the whole gap? I can't tell you all the tips and tricks today. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, so when we start filling here, as you can see in the background here today, we will be filling this all in one go, okay? But you don't just start in one corner and fill all the way up. We'll fill this up about two blocks high, which is 800, okay? Yeah. We don't close off the bottom of the windows and we let the concrete pour through till it starts to find its own pressure. You just know when enough's enough, and then I'll move on. And by the time I come back around again, that concrete will be after getting that bit more harder, and it'll hold the next 800 height of concrete. And that's how you know it's pushing out all the air through your openings. That makes sense. Yeah, and again, then you have your poker as well. So talk to me a little bit then about, there's so much talk at the moment about self-building, mm -hmm. about people deciding, I'm going to, just do it, I'm going to save the whatever it may be, the 20, 30, 40 grand and yeah. self-build. Can a self-builder do an ICF build and do some of the prep before you come along the port? So in regards to can they build the ICF or can they do the strip foundations, which is Like can they build the ICF blocks and can they prep the concrete and can they prep the woodwork? I'd imagine anyone can build ICF blocks, but can they get the end product correct? I don't think so. You know, there's a lot. It's very easy to build these ICF blocks. As I'll show you later on, it is very, very simple. They click together. But when it comes to pouring the concrete, is it, is it wet enough? Is it too dry? Have you got a brace right? 
you have there's different cuts that can be made as well whereas if you cut close to the web that'll hold the pressure if you cut away from the web there'll be more pressure at that point and it's likely to blow did it yeah because you're not going to want to come on and pour concrete where you haven't prepped it oh 100 percent no way mistakes there too. yeah and i'll probably go in and have to do a day's work beforehand yeah. you know what i mean yeah 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 um okay so pros and cons for an icf build talk about cost speed less trade talk to me a little bit about that right so speed we know it does it flies up average that took about a week wow. okay there's another building just up the road it's a bungalow and we've done that in a week with the gables as well so we actually built the whole house in one week and he was able to pre-order his roof from the footings so the next week he has the roof getting dropped in the trusses so that was pretty quick okay that's the speed we all know the pros of the speed of icf cost wise it is on par with block work it wouldn't surprise me if block is coming in a bit dearer now with the way PIR insulation is gone. ICF is made from EPS insulation. There's a big difference between PIR and EPS. Tell me the difference. Okay. EPS will hold its U-value over its lifetime. PIR will release the gases and lose its U-value over its lifetime what, to a certain what point. What would be an example of a traditional PIR insulation? That's just your normal insulation. Normal yellow. You know the yellow yeah, insulation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Full fill cavity insulation yeah. for the floors as well that type of yellow insulation. So over time, that actually loses Lo the yeah. value. Yeah, and wow. that's why this this house here will be all EPS. Wow. Even though you will have to use a greater depth of EPS to achieve the same U value as you would the PIR. You wouldn't have to use the same. Yeah. You need to use more of this. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Wow. But again, it's cheaper than the PIR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you cost compare them. It's obviously more long-term. That's it, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I always look for. And, um, Going back to your cost yeah. on ICF, right? So I suppose one of the cons, pros and cons to everything, okay? One of the cons with ICF would be the cost for the render to finish the outside. It is more dear than your sand and cement. And sand and cement cannot go on ICF, cannot be used, okay? So and can any tradesman do it? Can any can Paddy to plaster it on the road do it? Or is it specialized trades to the external renders? They would have to be familiar with the render. They, if they're familiar with sand and cement, you wouldn't just put them straight out of render, you know what I mean? But say somebody is in the back arse of somewhere really rural or something and there's only kind of local lads and they're kind of keeping their bills quiet, would you would you tell them to shy away from an ICF build then because certain trades mightn't be familiar with the build method? No, not necessarily, no, because they could bring in trades that are familiar hey all it is after after getting your icf installer it's just someone that's experienced with render that's it after that it's a, every other trade is the same and what about the internals paddy what about them the exact same if you're a plumber electrician they love it as well for chasing inside because they haven't got the dust of block work you know yeah, what i mean it's quite easy to chase yeah the exactly it's just a hot knife that just grooves down that's it easy peasy yeah, yeah very yeah. easy and um how, how have you find trades taking it up like do you, do you find that most trades um are interested in ICF builds or do you find that they, they would still prefer a block build for the traditional method? No, I find that a lot more trades are interested in it, yeah, especially your electricians and plumbers. Yeah. The chase now has become so easy. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that like um, something uh, so new is becoming so rapidly popular. I don't know, maybe just because I've gotten so into the building market in the last yeah. five, six years. Yes, It yes. seems like it's just ICF, 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 ICF. But there's so many people out there that haven't heard of it yet. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. I, you, like, we're doing it day in and day out, and we're talking to someone that doesn't, never heard of it. You're like, how? How is that possible? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're not doing a block build? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the way we're going to be gone. Um, okay. Are there limits to an ICF build? In regards to design? Yeah. Like, is, is there anything there that you might be limited with? No. 
you can do curved walls, we've done them as well. You know what I mean? There's no limit to the design. ICF can be designed to whatever design you have, you know what I mean? And even size and stuff, there's no particular size that it's restricted in terms of um, the concrete that it can no, be No, it's certified to pour up to 3.5 metres at any one time. Okay. Yeah. So you could just increase that if you wanted to do would, a long, long wall or whatever it may be. No, I'm talking about height. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lengthwise, you can pour as long as you want. But 3.5 metres in height, and then you'd have to go again, you know what I mean? Which covers 99% of buildings, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what type of finishes can you achieve on the outside? Say for somebody that's in a, a traditional rural setting where um, exterior finish might be um, particularly, um, you know, particularly from the council. Yeah, perspective. required. Can um, an exterior, like say brick finish, something be applied to? You exterior? can. Yeah, you can go to brick finish, stone finish, render finish, timber cladding, whatever you want. And and the render can take that. The render, yeah, the render is applied to the building. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we'll be going on here. We'll be playing a silicone Parex render to this building. Oh, class. Yeah, yeah. And is there lots of renders to choose from? Colour-wise, you've over 200 colours to choose from. So you're not lost a choice. Don't worry about and that. where do you get those renders from? So a Tradecraft over an ace supply okay. Parex render. Yeah. And then that's applied from, like, a, like, a, like say, the plaster. Or exactly, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Class. But again, it's a finished product. So you kind of always need to be looking out for someone that has experience, someone that has a good reputation with applying this product. That's what I'd be looking for. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you find that um, from the exterior that there's lots of talk? I, I dread to ask the question, but you know what I'm going to say. I don't. Like, <laughs> when, the, when the child gets the slitter and the slitter's uh, bounced against the wall, do you find that that's a big, I suppose, selling point with the, with the you, block build or whatever maybe? Yeah, you should have told me that before and I would have got a sample here today and we could have tested it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Compared to what there were, right, there was a lot back, say back 10 years ago, renders wouldn't have been as good as they were, and they would have been used on external wall insulation. Now, EPS is used for external wall insulation, but it's different density, right? And what I mean by that is a different strength, okay? So on the external wall, you'd nearly be able to, you'd press it and it'd squeeze, you know what I mean? So that's going to weaken it as well. Yeah. I look. You be. I would be confident that you'd be okay hitting it against it. Obviously, if you're driving something against it, you're going to damage it with time. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, I'd be confident enough. But say the once off hit. The once off, no. You, I'd be confident enough. But do you find that when you're talking to people about ITF houses that, that that's a big? That is, and it, yeah, it is a question that comes up. Exactly, it is. Yeah, because look, it's again social media. It's something that's thrown around there. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't like ICF, it's a con that they'll put in every time, you know yeah, what I mean? To try yeah. and stir people off it. And something I meant to ask you, uh, Paddy, is, you know, internally, if I want to, say, I'm finished on the internals and it's all plastered or, or whatever, um, <laughs> how do I hang a picture? So, um, Not even a picture, that's too light. Say a TV bracket or something like that. Right, okay. I'm going to have to show you the block, okay? But when I show you it, you'll notice in the block, there's little small lines and then there's a big groove. And then there's small lines again, a big groove. So in behind them big grooves, there's what is known as the web. That's the plastic web that holds the inner and outer leaf. That forms into a T. And when they're kept in line all the way throughout your building, and you can check that out after, they act as the stud. So for anything like picture, a cabinet, you screw back into them. They're the stud. And they also screw to the plasterboard as well. Okay. And say for something particularly heavy, could you? Is it okay to screw directly into the concrete itself? Yes, it and is. You're not going to affect your air tightness. No, you're not. Once you don't puncture it, obviously you're not going to go. You're not going to go all the way through. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But you can go back into it. 
into the center of it, you know what I mean? And, and there's different, there's different uh, screws, different fixings that can be used for that. That leads really nicely then into air tightness and the properties on air tightness. Just give me a basic definition of air tightness and why people should be thinking about it. Because I remember we spoke um, a couple of months ago about air tightness and it's one of the first things you, I remember you said to me, you said, huge. when you're building a house, you need to think about air tightness the yeah. very first day you're thinking about it. Yeah, Just give me that, a little bit of talking about, about air tightness. So basically, as, and this is, as you've heard me talk about before, air tightness is like, you're inside a red balloon, okay? And the red balloon is a little tiny layer that sealed the whole way around your building, all the way around the building envelope. And the building envelope is all made up of the wall structure, your windows, your air tightness membrane across your ceiling. And, this all, and all these different junctions, they all have to connect to give a full airtight seal. The reason this is so critically important is it controls uncontrolled airflow. Okay, but with good air tightness, and this is what happened nowadays, people need to really pay attention to ventilation. Because your house is so airtight, you need good quality ventilation coming in and out of your house. And why is it so important to have like controlled or uncontrolled airflow? Like what, what does that mean? Like so, say my have, parents' house would yeah. have windows and whatever that might have a bit of a leak. Yeah. What's the negative behind that? Ha, have you um, have you ever been sitting on the couch and you feel a draft coming across your neck? That's uncontrolled airflow, okay? So if this uncontrolled airflow is coming in and out, right? It's using up the energy in your room. Now you've used energy from the fire, you've used energy from maybe your heat pump, whatever, to create this nice warm room. If you have a draft coming in, it kills the hot oh, air okay. straight away. So now, if so our- you're basically spending money to heat the house and it's just going, yeah, yeah. It's going out. Yeah. But now, if, you're, if our house is semi-automated, right? And we have our stats in our room, and our stat is set at 21 degrees, and you've uncontrolled airflow, Right, before we go into that, the stat is telling the heat source, be the heat pump or whatever, right, I'm dro after dropping to 20 degrees, heat me back up to 21. The heat pump kicks on without you having to go near it, okay? Now, if we've uncontrolled airflow and it's dropping the room temperature, the stat is gonna be constantly telling your heat source, pump me up again, pump me up, and that's gonna keep eating into your energy. And you don't want to be eating into your energy, unless you've loads of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, then air tightness then from um, a finish perspective like uh, is is there is there a way better advantage to go icf from an air tightness perspective as opposed to a block build if the block build was done correctly if the block build was done correctly you can still achieve excellent air tightness but there's more added steps for the unexperienced um builder or self builder so to speak okay so with block work block work on its own is porous to air Air will come in through the joints, come in through the block until it's rendered or plastered, so to speak, with sand and cement. That would seal it. But in behind, say it could, the wall could be plastered, but in behind the conduit where the chasing was done, that mightn't have been plastered. Okay, that could have been just forgotten about. The air is still leaking through there. Once this concrete is poured in the ICF, the structure itself is now airtight, the actual structure. So the next junction we have is between the ICF and the window. We have to make this junction airtight. It takes a lot, a lot of. A, away a lot of the responsibility from the self-builder to remember or learn about these points you know what i mean yeah yeah so like from a self-builder's perspective uh, the icf actually might eliminate a lot of um thought that has to be done around air tightness yeah and thought that they never knew about and never had to consider you know what i mean this is a whole new learning curve for self-builders at the end of the day um what about somebody that's renovating a house party can they still achieve high levels of air tightness uh, on the uh, extension, is it? Well, on the overall. On the overall renovation, yeah. 
once there's talk given to it and there's someone in their corner telling them right this is what you need to do at your windows we have a block wall uh, with a cavity there is air going to come through that it might be a block wall that has battens on the internal and then slabbed and there was never any sand or cement or never any air tightness applied to the wall just that to have someone to be able to show them these points yeah yeah but like um would it be common to use an icf for a renovation perspective in terms of like adding on an extension and stuff would that be common it wouldn't be as common as say the block work to be right. fair yeah. because a lot of people haven't caught on to it either right yeah. have i done extensions with icf i have indeed yeah. can you yeah it's yeah no you can difference, like. no difference at all no difference right. at all like to the overall structure um yeah okay so just give me a basic step-by-step -step to the process of ICF building from the moment the groundworks are dug. Right, okay. So... And we'll just assume that we're going with an insulated raft. I was going to say strip. <laughs> okay, no, but we can do the two. Right. We can do the two. Yeah. Right? We'll start off with the strip, right? So you come into site, your reduced dig is done on the field. Okay, levels are found, right? This is... This is something the self-builder doesn't need to know because it's kind of too advanced for yeah, them, yeah. right? But the your levels, groundsman is going to figure this out. Your groundsman, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. The strip foundations are dug and they're poured. Obviously, your steel is installed, okay? They're done exactly like you would do for block work. Exactly the same. Yeah. Then once that's done, we come in and we install the ICF to the external walls only. Yeah. Now, question is, why do you do it to the external walls and not the internal walls? Because ICF is primarily used for the building envelope right so the external walls to come up for the building envelope and you don't want to take up internal space with a big wall either okay so we usually come in and we build up two blocks high right so when your groundsman knows his finished floor level he'll dig down enough for the foundations that they're going to finish about 800 down so Paddy, just give me um, a basic step-by-step -step process of an icf build say from the ground being dug and let's just assume we're going with your standard strip foundation okay so standard strip foundation right so Basically, we come in just like it was a blockhouse, okay? Your standard strip is done, and we come in and we install the ICF on the external walls only, okay? The reason being why it's only done on the external walls because your external walls is your building envelope. There's no need to put ICF walls internal because they take up a lot of floor space. I have it done on one of these walls in here, but it's actually holding up a main structure of a floating stairs, so just to give it a bit of strength, okay? So basically, when we come in, we build up two blocks high, okay if there, did, if there is a discrepancy in the foundations we will actually cut the ice top of the icf to suit so that means when we come back we're building off a level playing field and it's from our own work as well you know what i mean after we build up two blocks high we pour the concrete into it we go away then all right we leave out a six inch sleeve and that's holes that are left out in the footings the rising walls leave them out for the ground worker to run a four inch pipe through it for services mm -hmm. After that, when the subfloor is then poured, we will come back then uh, and we'll start building up and we'll go from our ground floor up to our first floor. We're talking about a two-storey house here. Yeah, yeah. Go from ground floor up to our first floor. We'll find the height that we're leaving the ICF for the precast, the holocore, and we'll stop at that. We'll form up all our windows, we'll build all the ICF all around, then we'll start bracing off everything. All right? We'll line all the walls pre-pour. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What's our time frame with this we're talking about now? Like five oh, about a week. Okay. Uh, we, I try to average in pour every week. Pour every week. Pour every week. You know what I mean? Sometimes it works grand. It's perfect. No pressure. Sometimes there is pressure. It takes a bit longer evenings, but it has to be done. Yeah. Pour every week because it just it gets everything to fit right. If you miss a week or miss even a day, it affects things up for the next yeah. week. You know what I mean? And then it keeps pushing things out and then it's pushing customers out. And you're trying your best to keep everything forward. 
So then we pour the first floor. That's everything poured, pump comes in, concrete's in. We pour, walk away from it, it's all set, it's all lined as well. A good point to make is, once you pour the walls, the concrete to the walls, they'll go offline, right? And you have to reline them all again when the concrete's wet. Yes, so that's a very good point as well for people to know. They will actually go offline. And in, in terms of the actual, um, the blocks will... will yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah. So before, exactly, way, the way the concrete will move the wall, you know what I mean? So we line them pre-pour, pour the concrete, and then we'll go back and line them again after the concrete's in. Because all the movement now has now stopped, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We'll be gone off then. Once that's all set, we'll come back, we'll strip down our props. Okay, and we go off then for a the couple of weeks that it takes for the hollow core to come, for the client to set up scaffolding, etc. When we come back then we start building it up to the wall plate. Same process again downstairs. We build it up to the wall plate. We'll so is there a particular time sorry, to interrupt it with that we have to wait before we can pour again? Normally, by the time you get hollow core in, by the time you get scaffolding in, you're okay to go okay. again. Sound. So there's enough time in between the concrete to section, you know Sound. what I mean? Yeah. Um, then we're on to our wall plate, all right? Once we pour up to our wall plate, again, we move away. Depending on the design, sometimes I'll pour the gables with the, with the first floor pour, sometimes I won't. It just depends. Okay. You know by looking at it, it's one of those things. That makes sense. Um, and then after that, when we pour up to the wall plate, yeah. we'll then go and when the roof is installed, we'll come back, we'll build our gables, pour them, and that's our job complete. And um, what is the time process, Paddy, from, say, your first start of the pour to your finished pour? You're probably looking at the space of, we come, say we come in on week one, okay? We'll have our first part done on week one. We could be gone for four weeks before they get holocaust, right. depending on their lead times. So there's probably two weeks of work in it for you in total? In, oh yeah, our work time, yeah. about two and a half weeks. Yeah, right. yeah, and that might be one week now, it could be another week in two months time depending on how quick they are to get everything sorted some people are organized some people are not organized yeah, yeah. so it's a juggling game for us then as well yeah because yeah. we're trying to juggle and make sure there's enough work ahead of our team and keep them moving do you hate working with self-builders no no honestly don't because i suppose another side of it a lot of them don't have any experience so it's good to be able to make sure they're getting the right guidance to it you know what i mean as you've seen yourself my courses as well it's just good that they know the right and the wrong. So no, I don't. You don't find it frustrating that they don't know. We'll no. Just, we'll just pause yeah. Exactly. exactly yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. First of all, you kept it done quiet. Where are we today? Uh, as I say, practice what you preach. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my home house we're doing today. That's how we're doing. And, and tell me what's happening today. So. So basically, we have over the past week this has been built, right? We actually had this sitting for a couple of days. So I want to make sure we had enough time. Everything was in order, you know what I mean? Um, so, pretty much what's going to happen today. This is built, everything's formed. Uh, engineer has been here, James Lohan. They were here to do the inspection, make sure everything's okay structurally wise. And we're going to start wait, waiting for the concrete truck to come pump uh, from Rail Aller. And they're going to come and he's going to set up. And then the concrete's going to start reversing in and we're going to start filling. And we'll pour all the way up to? All the way up. As you can see there today, that's being poured all the way up today. And, and is it common, Paddy, to pour the whole house in one exterior leaf, or would, or would there be ever a scenario where you would pour certain sections? As in different days? Yeah. No. Pour it's all, all in one. All yeah, in one. and yeah. I'd be. That makes sense. Though. It does because all the concrete's forming together, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you. you know and this is a fringes. good point for yourself sometimes. Sometimes you might have to do a beam and you might have to do it on the next pour and you're connecting onto old concrete, okay? It's a very good point to wet down the old concrete 
wet it down and let the new concrete form to it. It just seals and bonds better to it. Some people wouldn't and that would leave a hairline crack between it and that could allow air to come through. It could be something bigger, it could be structured. So it's just a little point for yourself. Okay, what advice would you give to somebody that's like, okay, right, I actually think there is merit in this ICF building. What advice would you give to somebody that is approaching contractors that do ICF building? There, today, as we speak, okay, there's a lot of people starting to take up ICF installers, okay, from a contractor point of view. And everyone has to start somewhere at the end of the day, no arguments there. But with that, you need experience doing this to make sure everything runs smoothly, okay. Again, you're going to find, I suppose, with them installers, again, there's not no, no malice against them or anything, they have to start somewhere. You're going to find, I suppose, their prices are going to be cheaper, they're trying to get on, get going with this. The one thing I'd always, always, regardless if it's ICF, electrical, plumbing, block line, whatever, is reputation. Reverse engineer everything. Find someone that has something that you want, that was successful at, and work your way forward in. So always reverse engineer. So reputation comes back to the... Would you go talk to the previous homeowners? Of course you would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like at the end of the day, this is the biggest financial undertaking of the majority of people are going to take in their whole lives. So why wouldn't you? And it does take a lot of work and it's a lot of headaches. And the stress that this actually causes, building your own has been completely different to building other people's. And it is, it does take a lot of work, but reputation, track back, track back, track back. And Paddy, what about... Um people getting quotes and stuff, would there be any red flags in quotes that you'd be trying to advise people against or anything that you would... If they're, yeah, if they're getting a couple of quotes and look, they're seeing, um, they're seeing that one quote is a bit cheaper and it's more, and they're leaning towards it because of course everyone budget nowadays is just crazy. Just be careful, there has to be a reason why that one is a lot cheaper than the other three compared, do you know what I mean? So if it sounds too good to be true, like it always is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what would be some things that um, people should um, not avoid, but should definitely keep in mind when they're approaching, say, an ICF build with a contractor in involved? Like, how involved is somebody from an ICF perspective? Say, say I've hired you to do the ICF work in my house. How involved am I as a self-builder? Um, just a self-builder, not a contractor. Yeah. Self-builder. Quite honestly, like, any advice there around like the involvement and who does what, and you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but I'd always try and give people the option. The only thing you're going to have to be concerned about is the opens, right? So, when we start, that's a very good point with ICF actually. When we start building this up, it goes up so quick, you can actually get an idea of your openings, right? So, you might want to make changes as a self builder. Now, depending on the changes, at the end of the day, we are building off your plans, what you've been approved, and what you've given us, and what we've priced. If the end of the day, if it's not too big of a change, you're happy to change it. But if there's a lot of work involved, obviously then it's way another cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, you know, is, is, is it literally like, right, Paddy, you come and I'll see you in two weeks' time. Like, how, like what, what, what would a self-builder be doing during those two weeks? They'd be off doing their normal thing. If they're working, they'd be coming in the evening to see right. what has been done. Yeah. Uh, how, you know the block builds, there might be, you have to go get sand and cement, you have to go get blocks, you have to come and you have to go. And you know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's yeah. Builder, there might be a little bit more to and from. Of course, of course, of course. But from an ICF perspective, it's... They're not, and they're, we supply and install. So we cover everything, the ICF, the concrete, the rebar. All you do is give us a set of plans and we build to your plans. Wow. That's it. That takes away a lot of organisation on your side. It's interesting that, mm. um, you know, 
like a few years ago, ICF might have been seen as a bit of a more expensive route, but now that it's becoming par and par, uh, it's interesting that the self-builders are now kind of opting for it, whereas the self-builders would have really always been traditionally a block build because it's just so well known of a build method. You know, of course. It's interesting that self-builders are the ones that are taking on the ICF builds now. It is, know? yeah, it is. And, and look, honestly, more luck to them, but at the same time, they need to just double-check everything before they go and do that final pour, you know what I mean? To make sure that the last thing you want is someone ending up with a headache. Yeah. Because the part they're going to do when they turn around and say, oh, well, it's the ICF's fault. It's not my fault yeah. building it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are there common mistakes with an ICF build? Like, are, like is, is there anything that, if I've got a contractor in doing an ICF build, is there anything that I should keep an eye out for in terms of common mistakes made? Um, Common mistakes made? Not the, no, I'm, I'm not saying that daily construction would ever make any mistakes no everyone makes mistakes at the end of the day like your team look your team is your team you know what I mean um, and I'm not saying we don't make mistakes of course you know but I'm trying to think of any major mistakes that you need to look back on it comes back to reputation if you get someone with a reputation I'm not going to name names or anything but I was on a job that we went in after an ICF installer did the footings and you could look remember I was on to you about the line you could look up the line and you could see it was all in and out wow. You know, and we had to go in and try and rectify that problem then. How did you do that? It was a headache. It was an absolute headache, so it was. But we got it. We got, I'd say about... What do you brace the walls and pull the walls, is it? No, see, so you can't pull the walls because yeah. uh, your concrete's set. Oh, yeah. You know? So that's why when you pour your footings, you have to make sure that's bang straight. After the concrete's going to that's bang straight. Because that's going to set the line for the rest of the house. And if your walls are going in and out like this, and you build off that, and up at your roof is perfect straight because this is the second part that you've done. Well, then your walls are going to be off plumb as you're moving along the line, you know. So we had to go and we had to tweak it a little bit. It was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare to get right. Absolute nightmare. But we got the line within reason that it was a pass by the engineer, you know what I mean? And come here, okay. But again, that comes down. That would have been avoided if reputation was checked. Yeah, yeah. And I know I priced that job as well, and I know the homeowner chose that contractor based on price. Wow. And that's being honest. Wow. That's not just to tell people, oh, you have to go with a dear price. That's just to save you from heartache down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you find that there's more and more contractors picking up the ICF route now? 100%. 100%. And it, by this time next year, there's going more, to be yeah. loads of them. Yeah. Absolutely loads of them. And. Um, but there's enough work for everybody out. But is there special qualifications or anything needed um, for, to install ICF, or can anybody just start doing it? Like, you know, if I was if I was self builder getting coached, should I be looking for certain qualifications or certain things to tick a box? You know that sort of way. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not necessarily. No, like it really comes down to a carpenter or shorter carpenter's job, because that a carpenter or shorter carpenter they can make lines, they can make their cuts. It comes down to really their job. If it was an electrician taking it up, maybe, or a plumber taking it up, they're not making perfect cuts every day, forming openings, that sort of thing, you know what I mean? You'd be asking questions then. Yeah, yeah. you would, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, right, yeah. we're nearly finished, Paddy, but um, one of the things um, I, I think I might ask you about is, like, is there any myths or is there anything surrounding ICF that you hear people talk about that's just complete BS, like that, that you think is false? Because there is a lot of talk, I don't know why, but there's just so much talk online on social media about ICF building. Is there anything that annoys you when you see online? Is there anything that... You, you want to debug? You know, I suppose one, look, the two things is one would be the slitter. That, okay, it's not as bad as people think. Does that annoy you when you see that? Yeah. It, it doesn't annoy me. People always have their opinions. Relevant, 
if I if you let down little things annoy you, it's going to take up a lot of your time and energy. You know what I mean? You just have to get on with it. Um, that'll probably be one. The other thing is thinking anyone can build it. That does get under me a little bit. Okay. And it's not it's not that that Sorry, gets, do you mean like any self builder can build it? Yeah, yeah. It's not even that. It's when it goes wrong then, then they're gonna be blaming the ICF and it's not the ICF's fault. It's dabbling with something that you don't have experience in. Yeah. Now if you're experienced with construction, you take your time, yeah, you'll be able to do it. It'll take what it'll take us one week might take you three or four. Yeah. You know, you will be able to do it. But it's just making sure it's done right at the end of the day. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what the last question I was asking, something that I would find interesting is what would be the one piece of advice you would give somebody that's about to start building a house now? And I'm not even just talking about ICF, I'm going even more broad than that. Just just say a family member of yours is sitting down with you and you're having dinner and say, Paddy, any advice? Right now, today, in today's market, budget. That is the one piece of advice I would be honing down on budget. And I'd be looking at what are my finishes going to be, all right? For my own person here, my idea here, here is get this up, get it weather tight. That's the main focus at the minute, is getting this weather tight. And then I'm going to reassess the whole situation and see where I am in my budget. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So you're, con you're concerned about the exterior and getting it all weather tight? Get it weather tight first, and then we'll see reassess. Don't worry about the kitchen and the bathroom. Uh, that'll all come after. We'll see where we are on budget. The one piece, another piece of advice I would give self-builders or anyone that's building would be don't skimp on costs when it comes to permanent fixtures. So there's something like the exterior, your render, your sills, your roof, exterior, permanent fixtures. Don't skimp on them, because once they're in, they're in for life. You know, I suppose one example would be using a standard concrete sill versus maybe a limestone sill. If you can afford it and stretch that bit, go for it. You're never going to be changing this again, you know? Whereas it might come to your floor in 10 years time, after the kids running around, you could be changing that the kitchen, yeah. you could be pulling yeah. out. And they're easy to change. They are, yeah, exactly, exactly. They're very exactly. easy to change. Exactly, definitely. So don't, permanent fixtures always give them a lot of thought. Is this something that is going to stay there for good? Or can I change this in 10 years time? That's actually really good advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people do make changes in their house in 10 years. Yeah. Family circumstances change. Their kids could be at 10 years of age now, by 10 years they could be grown up they might make one room into two a little self-contained apartment loads of things can happen yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if people want to find you Paddy or get in touch where's the best place to uh, Daily's Construction on Facebook Daily's Construction ICF and Building Contractors uh, www.dailysconstruction.ie two places Paddy thanks very much for you're more you're than welcome really appreciate it. thank you thank you, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, do let us know. You can find us on Instagram at Get In Our Home. And as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, I've just set up Get In Our Home with the aim of helping people that are on their own home building journey. As we're only new, I would really, really appreciate it if you could take like literally one minute of your time and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you click subscribe, you'll also receive a notification when we release our next episode. It'll cost you absolutely nothing and really help us to keep going with the content. Thanks so much and hope to see you all next time.
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.